Hello, this is Anthony from Antware, and you're here on the Ant Hawk Podcast. Yes, here on Ant Hawk Tech. Yeah. Okay, well, we have a situation here. Um, everyone seems to be gone. The entire Brayhawk team has had bad issues happen to them. And, well, let me just say this. Well, Brayhawk is currently on a secret mission with Al Gore um, hunting down Manbear Pig. And Mark Heider is currently lost in a field of ducks. And Nathan Alvarez has been abducted by aliens and is currently getting anal probed. So that's the reason why they're not here for today's podcast. So it's just me because I know the show must go on. And um, so it won't be the normal topics that we normally talk about on this podcast that we're going to talk about whatever we're going to talk about. So in this podcast, it's going to be a big, big show. Big show, man. Big show. Big show. Or not really a show because you're listening to it mm, excuse me that beer is really good i'm gonna have to take another swig mm. okay well let's get started here let's start with our first um topic um continuing on from what we discussed on the last podcast which was about the phishing how people use can use phishing to get into your computer uh, give you viruses and um and try to, you know, steal your password from, like, Facebook or other type of sites that might get in your way. Um, and I figured I'd update this because there's been a new type of um, phishing um, scheme going on, and it has to deal with YouTube and YouTube networks. Now, this one's pretty clever, and people um, who have smaller channels are falling for it because, you know, it's their big dream to, you know, make money on YouTube, become a network partner, and get some perks, and, you know... You know, everyone wants to make money on YouTube. It's just the thing now. And the issue here is that there are these fake networks um, that are not real. I um, mean, they have legit-looking sites. When you do click on these links, what they do is they send you an email. Not an email. It's a message to your YouTube inbox and says, hey, would you like to join our networks? The more views, the more of these things these people are getting. They're getting up to like 20 or 30 a day. And um, I believe the Archfiend on YouTube has already done a video on this topic. And I figured, you know, this could be bad because he didn't get into this detail that I'm going to get into because it continues on with the fishing thing. But basically what it is, they say, hey, we want you to join our network, blah, 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 blah. Click this link and sign up. Well, you go to it, you go to a page that looks like an authentic network, a YouTube network. Um, it's not one of the top ones. They sometimes act like they're small and new and just getting started. But the, in the forums, they start to ask you personal questions like your name, your address, your phone number. <clears throat> um, some of them even your social security number. Why they need your social security number to uh, sign you up with the YouTube uh, network is just crazy. It just doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? And um, so that's where... The user, if they're not knowing it, are young or thinking, oh, wow, they're going to make some money. And then they go and fill out this form. And who knows, they may even get a, an email back saying, oh, well, we processed your application and you've been denied. But in that, 
the person who is doing the phishing has gotten your social security number, your phone number, your date of birth, and all your personal information, um, which is not a good thing, which could lead to potential identity theft because who knows who they're selling this information that they're collecting is going to. So if you're looking to get into a YouTube network, the invitations that actually are real um, are actually in your YouTube uh, channel settings under, let me just check here real quick. It'll be under your YouTube settings. So if you click on your little avatar up in the upper right corner and then click um, on the YouTube side of it, click YouTube settings. And then it'll take you to your main YouTube settings. And then you'll see a spot down below where it says additional features. You want to click on view additional features. And in there, it'll tell you if your partner verified um, what kind of features you can get and what you can do with these features. Um, but for the most part, the problem that we're having here is this is where your invitation will come from. When I got my full screen um, invitation, it actually came here and there was a message here that says you have been invited into the full screen network. Uh, go ahead and confirm it or deny it. Okay. And so therefore it's built into the YouTube site. It wasn't like um, uh, I had to go and fill out a form giving personal information. I mean, there was a part where I did have to sign up for an account on the full screen side. I had to create an account, but that was just like creating an account with anything else. I just um, entered in a username, a password, and some basic profile information like you would anything else, like a profile picture and a little about me section and stuff like that. So there was no um, personal information at all exchanged with full screen other than just my actual, you know, my name. So it didn't ask me any weird information like my address. I mean, it sits in there if you want to get paid, but you can just actually choose it to go straight to a PayPal account. So there eliminates the use of your um, having to use your address and um, um, phone number. So you can just use that a verified PayPal account that connects everything. So that is really cool and that's how the real networks do it they don't send you a message to your youtube inbox have you click a link fill out a bunch of personal information and then submit it to who knows what you know and some of these uh, network names are got bogus names like christ one and um super creators and um and i think one was like vlog extras or something as one of them i saw <clears throat> and um these are not the way a regular YouTube get it. One of them, I actually had to, someone friended me on Facebook recently and was doing this to my Facebook messages. I think his name was something Todd. It was some generic um, name, and all of a sudden, I had to go and unfriend him today because every time he sent me a message every few days, and let me just read off um, what one of these messages kind of come off as. So let me jump over here to Facebook. Maybe the message is still there, even though... Okay. <laughs> he went by the name Tim Todd. I mean... Can't get any more uh, generic than that. Um, I mean, that's as generic as you get. And he keeps sending me to me at least once a week. He says, um, um, we've gotten a YouTube network. Would like to become partners with General Todd Tech Network. You'll have 70% avenue revenue share, blah, blah, blah. Click this uh, link to apply. And it takes me to a page that asks me a lot of personal information that really is not needed by any YouTube network because like I said full screen did not ask me for any of this personal information to join the network it was just the invitation was there <clears throat> um, even in their application I believe their application is a lot different you just give them a YouTube channel and because um, I did it with my answered account you give them the URL and username of the YouTube channel 
and um, it asks you like your name, but nothing more than that. And then, of course, you click the little agree box, and <clears throat> and you're done. And then they review the uh, the account and set everything up for you. And if you already have an account like I did, they just merge it into one, so you can have two channels into one network. So, yeah, there's that in a nutshell. Um, so be careful out there, folks. Be careful. Someone, um, this is a new type of scam going on, so be very, very careful if you are new to YouTube and you want to make some money on YouTube and you all of a sudden you're getting these messages in your inbox to go and apply for all these random networks. Um, be very, very careful. The real networks don't do that. You usually have to go to their site and apply or they'll send you an invitation directly to your YouTube settings under your account settings. So be careful out there. Um, don't be giving out any personal information, especially if it's asking for a social security number. Okay, well, that's the end of that topic um, and continuation from last week and the fishing things going on there. Um, let's see. i got to look at my notes here. And I had... Um, we'll save that. Yeah, let's do that one. Uh, Long Gone Sites. This is about an article a while back I wrote about... Um, about how Ubuntu One, a cloud service that's discontinuing their service and shutting down. And it kind of got me thinking, is like how many sites over the years have come and gone? <clears throat> and it makes me wonder what sites will survive in the future, you know? Because when you think about it, you think of things like, um, for example, I don't want to go back as far as uh, if you remember what uh, GeoCities or GeoSites was. Um, I can't remember how it's pronounced. I know it's pronounced one of those ways. But that's actually where I started with my website, um, free web hosting service. I think later on it did get bought out by Yahoo. I can't quite remember who bought it, but GeoCities was all by itself, and you got these cool little neighborhoods. It puts you in neighborhoods, and then you've got, like, an address to your neighborhood. It was really interesting how they did it. Like, when you first signed up for an account, it would say, um, what type of neighborhood would you be in? And I chose Times Square, and then it took you there, and you got to choose... A, a number which basically would be like your address house number on a block and it was you clicked on an ha- empty house and it said oh this this lot's available it's your free website um, back then it was really really great um, besides um, I think when it first came out there was no um, ads forced ads you know put on your site it was just there you put in your HTML code or whatever you want and then up went your site and I think later on I'm thinking well how they can keep this free I don't know so eventually they started putting forced ads on there, and if you wanted to remove the ads, you can pay for the service. Um, eventually, I guess they that didn't really work out for them. They didn't make as money, and then eventually they sold it to, I believe, like I said, I'm not, don't quote me on this, was Yahoo. And then Yahoo had it for a little while, and then eventually said, all right, well, guess what we're going to do to this product? We're taking it down. Goodbye, GeoSites. I mean, gone. Um, there are a few, like, um, like Wayback Machine and those kind of things that can... Uh, show you some of those sites that used to exist and I think there's even some mirrors around um, somewhere on the internet Uh, but that was uh, probably the first time I've actually personally myself dealt with the service that I used that just we're no longer providing the service Um, another one that is is gone is of course um, Mega Video, theirs was kind of out of their control they got seized by the government and that site's gone Um, the original Google Videos um is also gone, which eventually just got removed and merged into YouTube in the future. But was cool back in the day. YouTube gave you a ten minute limit, ten minute limit with a hundred megabyte upload limit. But with Google Videos, you had no um, size or time limit, so it was a nice alternative back then. And then when they bought YouTube, it was like, 
Oh, they just merged everything and got rid of that service. Even Google themselves have gotten rid of other service. Um, Google Reader. Um, I actually used to use, don't anymore, um, is uh, RSS feeds. And Google Reader was a nice little tool to be able to do that. Eventually that service, gone, disappeared. Um, and it just, I can't think of any others at the moment, but I'm sure there's a lot of services and things over the years that have disappeared that we've just long forgotten about. I don't know, is Yahoo Auction still even around? Um, that'd be worth looking up there, see if uh, Yahoo Auctions is still around. Because I remember that was like um, a competition um, to, uh, what do you call it, uh, eBay. Which eBay is one of those sites that have survived a long time. Okay, so going so Yahoo Auctions is gone. And believe it or not, it's actually sending me to uh, um, links to um, Amazon Marketplace. So yes, that's another um, site and service that um, doesn't look like it's no longer available. Matter of fact, it just takes me to shopping.yahoo.com. So there's another um, one that's I remember back from the day that's just gone. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to think of another site. Um, uh, well, you get the idea. What I'm saying is I'm trying to kind of push the point. We never know when a service on the Internet can come or go. Um, I think I even heard that. Here we go back to the Archfiend again. Um, where he said, this is the Internet. What, what What's here today could be gone tomorrow. And that is so true, and I have actually have learned and seen that. Um some of the people here at Brayhawk Tech have never had to deal with it because they never had any of these services or had any issues like that to understand how it feels when something's just pulled out and it's gone, it's over. Especially if you're a user of the service. It'd be like um, you're a guy who <clears throat> likes uh, a certain um, Android device, say the Nexus 10 or something like that, and then one day um, all cell phone carriers say uh, Nexus 10. Sorry, we're not going to have that service anymore so anybody with an Nexus 10 can no longer get uh, cellular service anymore anywhere in the world um, <clears throat> um, or like you're you know I guess it happens in stores you know when a product you like gets discontinued you know especially when it's your favorite kind of product or when a favorite restaurant in town that made the best food shuts down um, so it's something to think about I mean People can say, I think I can honestly say that I can see that YouTube's going to go into the future. It might change a little bit. Um, I mean, um, after seeing what uh, Blip TV has done with their service and basically making it approved users only, and now you have to need, fill out an application and all this stuff to even create an account anymore. So the people that survived their 80% deletage should feel very lucky <laughs> because now you're owned by Disney. <clears throat> um which we're not going to get into that. Maybe that'll be a topic about uh, YouTube networks uh, getting bought up and uh, purchased for a large sum of money. Um, think about that. Shea Carl once uh, was a man who worked a job and barely stri- scraping by, and now uh, now is a millionaire um, because Disney bought their network. Okay, let's. Uh, now that that's pretty much done, I guess. If you feel free, go ahead and leave a comment on the Facebook anywhere about any topic that I'm discussing here. And I will try to address any questions or concern. Um, so let's move on to the next one, which is spring gaming. Yeah, I'm going to do a little bit of gaming review here. Take another swig of my beer. Mm. 
I've been playing a couple of games this spring. Um, I've been playing Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, and South Park, The Stick of Truth. Probably two of the best games that I have played in a long time. Uh, I guess we can start with uh, Tropical Freeze. Um, in Tropical Freeze, it's there is some good and some bad things. So we'll just start with some of the bad things first. Things I didn't like about the game is that you're still unable to switch um, your lead um, character. So you're stuck with Donkey Kong, and the other Kong characters are nothing more than power-ups. Uh, it would have been better if you could be able to switch them and say, play as Diddy, play as Cranky, and play as Dixie. And being unable to switch that in single-player mode kind of takes away from the original, of course, um, how Donkey Kong Country used to be. And, of course, the lack of Kremlings. But actually, the new enemies in this one were not that bad. And if it's kind of like, okay, well, we've gotten used to it now. Newer enemies in every game. That, that could be kind of cool. And, uh, yeah. And I really think they could have... Mm, lose my train of thought. Almost lost it. Well, we'll continue on to something else. Um, and about the Dixie Kong. Dixie Kong, I kept finding myself falling into holes because I'm used to holding the you know the tailspin and being able to spin down to a platform or a lower level just by holding the button slowly going down. In this one, she kind of floats up and then a little bit and twirls and then stops and falls. And so, from you know motor memory of the old Donkey Kong games. Um, I would keep sitting there holding it, expecting to float in air, but instead just drop down into a hole and I'd be a dead man. <laughs> and so that was another negative point there. Um, uh, let's get on to... Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Yeah, that's about it. Just the uh, being able to switch the Kongs and uh, Dixie Kongs uh, uh, hair tailspin, I guess you'd say, uh, were any of the two biggest issues that I had with the game. Now, under the good parts about that game, oh, that difficulty level, beautiful difficulty level. Um, it was probably one of the hardest games I played in a long time. Probably one of the hardest Donkey Kong Country games I've ever played. Um, it is a game that literally um, you can't be distracted by anything. It requires your full attention. And the backgrounds move and do things that keep you excited about the game. And there was moments in this game where you start getting closer and closer to the end of the level. And you could feel the you know, adrenaline rush inside. And you start to grip the controller. And you just stay focused. And it just feels so cool like you're flying in the air. And, oh, I can't explain the feeling. And it feels so rewarding when you actually beat a level. And some of them you will be repeating over and over because it's just so difficult until you get... Um, basically, it's just, it just isn't really memorizing level. It's your focus into the game. So if your mind is distracted by anything in the room or distracted even by the backgrounds or some of the graphical elements in the game, uh, you're going to die. So you have to have complete focus towards this game. And that, I think that's what um, most games are lacking nowadays. It's just pretty much you could stop and do something else. And, you know, it's... It's a good platformer. It's probably, like I said, it's the best one I've played in years, and the difficulty level is what uh, I love about it. Now, what's ultimate about Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is the, of course, music. David Wise, the original composer's back, and he uh, makes some of these remixes and new songs, and some of the, like, I think it's um, Homecoming Hijinks, when you first enter the World 6, the first level, that um, remix and that tune 
um, puts a puts goosebumps on you and gives you a chill of nostalgia. I mean, there's a couple of other songs that do it too. That just the nostalgia feeling you get when you hear that tune, and instead of being like uh, instruments played off the MIDI of the gaming system, these are actual sampled, uh, composed music using real instruments. So it's like a super high definition of your childhood, and it just like I said, it brings chills. Ooh. It's beautiful. I loved it. And I listen to the excuse me, the soundtrack on a regular basis. So I would say I have to give Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze 7 out of 10. Um, on to the other game. Um, of course, there's a platformer and an RPG in this situation. The other one's an RPG um, called South Park and the Stick of Truth. Now, I wasn't sure what this game was going to be like. Um, when you first started off, you create a kind of like, if you remember the days of when they had the South Park Avatar creator. Uh, so it kind of starts off like that. You create your kind of your South Park character, get to customize it up, and then it jumps you into the game like it, like you're actually watching a South Park episode. And I'm like, hmm, this is kind of cool. You know, I first kind of walk around and you're a little confused. Um, the battle system at first can be a little confusing, but as again, like I'm mean, gonna hear me say this a lot. There's a lot of nostalgia and old school mechanics in the game that. Um, newer RPGs um, don't have anymore. They actually did something in there that was old school related, like how the old Final Fantasies and how the old, um, if you remember, uh, Secret of Mana, not Secret of Mana. Is it Secret of Mana? The one where you can you have the little icons, the square icons around you. And so the battle system kind of feels like that. Um... I don't know what I'm trying to think of, but but instead of having like menus, it's these little round circles. One's for magic attack and your basic RPG type elements, items, and that sort of thing. And so far, there's been nothing too challenging or too crazy. Um, the world map, of course, is just South Park and a few outskirted areas. And these areas, it's really cool to be able to kind of like basically map out what the South Park uh, world looks like and feels like. Because when you see it on the show, you can't really, you know, define the place between Stan's house to Cartman's house to the school to um, Town Hall or any of these places in the show. You can't really map that out in your head. You can guess what it looks like. But when you play it in the game now, when I watch the show now, I'll have a better understanding of where they, uh, the locations are actually at. You know, because I actually played it, walked around South Park, um, and everything's there. Everything from all the seasons, from the beginning of season one to current seasons, it's all in there. Um, elements, characters, um, voices. I mean, it just goes on and on. And like I said, it's like playing a South Park episode, but in an RPG format. And probably has been one of the best RPGs I have played in a long time as well. So this year <clears throat> is already off to a good start with two great games. Um, that have brought back the feeling of nostalgia and did something that is good. And I hope to see game developers go back to some of this old school stuff and mechanics and video games because what's going on now is just pretty much mash the X button, watch cutscenes, smash the X button some more, watch some cutscenes, and, you know, it's just not what I want to do. I like to be able to play and think in a game. That's what made games fun back in the day. Now it's just... <clears throat> anymore, some of these games are just interactive DVDs. Um, some of the cons about South Park uh, Stick of Truth. I can't really think of any. 
Um, besides that, Al Gore battle really pisses me off. Um, and of course, the pros is everything about it. I mean, I gonna have to say this game's definitely a nine out of ten. Definitely a nine out of ten. So, <clears throat> if you have any game suggestions, go ahead and suggest them to me, and maybe uh, one day we can, uh, um, as a team, maybe do some online gaming on the PlayStation Network. A Brayhawk Tech. Oh no, wait a minute. This is Anthawk Tech. Sorry, excuse me. I'm the new CEO now, by the way. Um, especially now that um, you know Brayhawk's on that secret mission, we may never see him again. He may be MI, you know, a you know missing in action. And there's nothing we can do about that, folks. And especially what happened to Nathan and his current um, anal probing um, situation. Um, yeah, I'm going to do that a lot. Okay, well. That's pretty much all the topics I have on this little sticky note that I was going to do because I'm solo and doing it by myself. And um, We'll see what happens next time. So, um, since I'm done, I'm done here. I'm going to take another swig of beer. Mm-mm-mm. And um, go ahead and sign off out of here. And remember to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and G+. Um, of course, our website is www.anthrit.com. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Anthrit. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and, and of course, our new website, uh, anthawk.com. So go ahead, follow us on all the social networks. Like it, favorite it, comment it, uh, beat it into the ground. Hate it if you want, but we love you all. Um, so this is Anthony from Anthware. Um, not bringing you the podcast that nobody else wants to. This is Anthony from Apple. Signing off, folks. Keep on clicking.